Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. It's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. So thanks to Red Blacks head coach Rick Campbell for coming on the show. Started his CFL coaching career in Edmonton in 1999. Of course, he's Hugh's son who went into the Edmonton Hall of Fame earlier this summer. So the Red Blacks, they had a tie. They had uh, they have two losses by a total of five points. Eskimos head coach Jason Moss was asked about Losing those close games. You lose two games with five five points. You lost two games with five points. That's the name of the game is winning and losing. And when you lose, you lose. I don't care by one point, two points, five points, twenty points. A loss, is a loss. You got that pinned on yourself. So that's our job is to pin another one on them. And that's what our focus is. So um, I don't look into teams that are we're close. You're close doesn't count in football. So um, we want to go out there and beat the snot out of them. That's the bottom line. So um, that's what our focus is going to be. Uh, I could care less if they're. 0-2-1 or 2-0-1 or 3-0. That's our next opponent. We get one per week. We're excited as hell to play them. we got to go out there and beat the snot out of them. No better way to sum up the Eskimos' approach for Friday's game. And don't forget, every Monday, 7.30 to 8, the Eskimos' coaches show with Jason Moss here on 6.30. Chad Morley Scott, the host, that clip from this past Monday's show. And you can always get the full show on the Eskimos page on 630Ched.com. We also have an Oilers page on our website, so it's not uh, as busy as it is at other times of the year. But one member of the Edmonton Oilers was very busy today. Defenseman Matthew Benning joins us now to talk about that. Matt, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. You had a pretty cool experience today. You were at the uh, Habitat for Humanity build in southeast Edmonton. What was it like to be a part of that? I, I was down on the site for a little bit this morning, and uh, a lot of energy, a lot of positivity, it seemed to me. Yeah, there was a lot of positivity. I thought it was uh, it was a good event. There was a lot of people, uh, a little overwhelming at first. Uh, we had a lot, lot to do and, and no experience, but uh, our leader did a good job in kind of hurting us and sending us the right way. Were you aware of the scope of it before you got onto site, onto the site, or were you, or were you kind of uh, blown away by everything going on when you got there? I was a little, I, I was aware um, of kind of how big it was, but I was surprised on how much tools there were, how much um, people there were around, and and my my, my parents were there on Monday, so they kind of filled me in a little bit. But uh, it's surprising how much our volunteers there are and and how many people are working together and um fun event there's a variety of age groups so it's it's fun what job did you get to do today or jobs maybe oh that's a good question i don't even know i was nailing <laughs> nailing uh nails into some wood that were in between walls basically for for um 
for shelving and stuff like that. So okay. it was it was good. It was it was fun. I wasn't uh, the best at it, but uh, I learned as I went. Do you like doing stuff like that? Yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, it's 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 a new experience for me. I've never done that before, and and you can kind of um, see where how how houses are built and. Especially the house that we were in, there was no walls yet or anything, so kind of see the skeletons of the house. But uh, it was it was fun. Oilers defenseman Matt Benning joining us on Inside Sports. He was uh, at the Habitat for Humanity build in Southeast Edmonton earlier today. Uh, we had you in with your dad and your sister earlier in the summer around Father's Day, uh, so we did talk to you before. But just give me uh, give me an update on. Uh, things uh, the summer moving along slowly getting closer to training camp the tr- training still going well you still feeling uh still feeling engaged in it yeah it's i think it's a, you need a balance of taking some time off because you play so much and you have to rank so much during the year and and but you also need to make sure that you're you're ready for next year so um uh we've been working on hard at the rogers place and it's, it's been good so far and we've got a couple more months and then we're right back at it how how is this summer different for you? You know that you have an NHL contract because you, I guess you maybe were waiting around a little bit last year. How how has this summer felt different, knowing that you have that security and you got a team to play on, and and, and you know if things go well, you got a spot on that team. You got, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got there's there's a little bit of comfort there, um, but um, then again, uh, there's there's new players coming in that are trying to fill a job, so. There's that stress, and you gotta you gotta uh, do all you can in the off season to uh, prepare yourself well for for the main uh, main season. So, um, um, like I said, there's a little bit of stress there, but uh, it's definitely nice, kind of knowing what to expect going into next year. Matt, Chris Russell was re-signed a couple of weeks ago. He got a four-year contract. Can you give me any any insight to what Chris meant to you last season? Did you guys strike up a relationship or uh, any ways that he helped you out? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we definitely uh, when we sat by each other in the room, that was one thing. And, and he was kind of a good mentor for me, especially being a defenseman. Being a little bit older, he kind of Knew knew how it was of being a younger player coming into the league, and um, uh, we had a few things in common and sat beside each other on the airplane and things like that. So he was definitely a good good guy, just kind of pick his brain and asking questions about. And um, uh, he's considered an undersized defenseman, similar to me. So um, just things that he did, I I try to model in my game. He's a really good defender, and. Um, I thought that uh, he gave me really good advice this year. When did those conversations usually take place? Are we talking about after practice, between periods? You know, when was the time you guys might have a minute for, uh, or you might have a minute to pick his brain? Uh, usually it was after games. In the airplane, we have some spare time, and um, we can't uh, can't really sleep after games. So usually it's then, or if we go for dinner on the road or whatever it is. So um, it was... Uh, there's, there's been many times, and I've picked this thing, and he's been uh, nice enough to fill me in. 
Right on. Okay, another big signing last week, the contract extension for Connor McDavid. I, I don't think it surprised anybody that, that it got done, but uh, you know, give him, you saw McDavid uh, clean up at the NHL awards, and obviously he led the led the league in scoring. Just give me a sense of you know looking at that contract and thinking, man, what a relief he's going to be an Oiler for uh, uh, for that long. Must be pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a guy with with that amount of speed and and just ability to make plays and it's just he's almost at another you know, he is at another level than, than everyone else so um, it, it's definitely a relief to especially when a player like that a young player to have here for so long um, it's exciting for for us defensemen because we can pass it to him and, and he does magical things in that pocket um, for the fans about about McDavid, and you're you're a young man yourself. I, I got to interview Connor's parents, and his mom said he's an old soul in a in a young body. Knowing him for a year, what are your observations of Connor's maturity and focus? Are they just on another level as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, me being 22 now, and Connor just in 20 this year, I think um, it was it was shocking to me just like going up to him and asking for his advice and just realizing that he's, I mean, he's only played a year and a half in the league and he's 19 years old and, and either going up to this kid for advice and um, he's, he's just a mature guy and um, understands the game well and, and um, understands the hockey, hockey business side of it, and, and he understands everything, and that's a tribute to his parents. They really did a good job in raising him, and, and uh, he's, he's a great captain for us. Right on. Well, Matt, good for you to get involved with the Habitat for Humanity today. Thanks for making time for us uh, here in the in the middle of the summer, and uh, probably talk to you next at training camp. Man, have a good one. Thank you. Matthew Benning, Oilers defenseman, checking in tonight. Worked hard today. Habitat for Humanity. Of uh, course, Jalen Nye, Chris Sheets, Bruce Bowie sat down with ex-president Jimmy Carter. So that was pretty cool. They got that interview opportunity. Uh, over 800 volunteers this week helping out with uh, the build in southeast Edmonton and also in Fort Saskatchewan. Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on 630 Chet. It's a quarter after seven. Kevin Carius, Global Television, up next. Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, there's the nooch. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. We have a football game coming up on Friday. Countdown to kickoff at 6. The game will start at 8 against the Ottawa Red Blacks. And our Eskimos analyst, Blake Dermott, will be back. In the broadcast booth, he was in a uh, scary motorbike crash a couple weeks ago in Washington State. Despite several broken ribs, he's uh, good to go with Morley and Dave. So that'll be a lot of fun. My name is Reed Wilkins. Kevin Carius has made the long trek over from Global Television to join me for the remainder of the program. Kevin, how's it going? Oh, great. Uh, good to be here again. And uh, it was good listening to Matt Benning uh, being at Habitat for Humanity. Saw some video of him uh, pounding some nails. Must have been really windy out there. It's a little overcast uh, today. No, no, you're, you're not catching that. No, old, I'm not at all. I don't get the old, joke. That's an old farmer's joke. So <laughs> when uh, when a guy's not, not hitting the hammer, 
hammer and putting her on the head of the nail. Oh. You go, oh, must be a little windy over there. Wow, I did not know that phrase at so all. So there you go. I I'm, didn't grow up in Saskatchewan. That's I'm sure probably on why. the Benning family farm that has been, <laughs> that, that joke has been told many a time. Uh, a pretty cool setup out there. So you had a pretty cool setup. Was it last week? Last Wednesday. You had the Kevin Carius, uh, what do you call the thing? You named it after yourself. I didn't name it after me, but it was. It, <laughs> it used to be named, well, it started, it, it's it's the Kevin Carius Easter Seals Celebrity Golf Classic. Yeah. And it started out before I uh, took it over kind of thing. It was Kelly Buckberger, mm-hmm. and then Rem Murray, and then Steve Steos and I did it for a year or two, and then Steve uh, left, so they asked me to take it over, and I said, sure. And that's been about 14 years or so wow. now, and um, we had uh, some great celebrities out. Full, full, full uh, uh, list of golfers: 35 teams, a five uh, per side, four team, and then one per, uh, celebrity on each team. So we had. Uh, well, Brian Benning was out there. He was he lined up Matt Benning for me, and then I found out the day of that Matt Benning was in Mexico. Yeah, Matt was so, not in town last week. Oh yeah, week. but Brian, you know, you know, couldn't remember you know <laughs> what he had for breakfast that day. So anyway, we had a great turnout. Raised ninety five thousand dollars for Good Easter stuff. Seals kids with disabilities. We had a great ambassador, uh, Ellie Osfresser. Uh, she's got uh, Crohn's and. Uh, she she was out there with her family and also Brad Bartko. You know Brad. He was on my hole, kind of where I meet people. He was there all day. Took over my Twitter account for the day, and and uh, we had a good time. It was a, it was a great turnout. Sponsors were great. Uh, Prism Flow Products uh, is our presenting sponsor. They've been with us for a long time, and uh, all our other sponsors and volunteers. Just a tremendous job. This was at Belvedere. It's been at Belvedere for oh, about. 11 or 12 years now so uh, they they take care of us uh, quite well there Uh, so you know what Uh, looking forward to next year as well it'll be the 27th that's amazing. Uh, annual next year. Yeah. So are you are, are you heavily involved? And I know you're involved yeah. in the organization, but sometimes, like, or how many people are really well, behind getting it rolling? I mean, year? like, I, I've helped out over the, the years a lot with sponsorship. I mean, uh, luckily, I've been good friends with Terry O'Flynn over at Prism Flow for a long time, and he came aboard as a presenting sponsor several years ago, and I got some other guys, uh, you know, businesses, guys that I've got to know over the course of the time here in Edmonton. And plus, then lining up all the celebrities. So, you know, we had a great turnout. Oilers alumni, uh, Craig Simpson was there, Dylan Simpson. Um, all, a lot of Eskimos came out because yep. they were on the bye week. Right. Uh, J.C. Sherritt was supposed to play. He was kind of very upset that he oh. couldn't play. So, we had some uh, current guys out anyway. Current guys, Ryan King was out, David Beard was out, Justin Sorensen was out. Uh, Sorensen had a great time, so did Beard. And, and King, you know, he has a good time anywhere. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> we had an absolute ball. We had a great weather. It was like 28, 29 above. So, uh, perfect weather and had a good turnout. Now, what, because I was in it last year, mm-hmm. and you stationed yourself on one hole, and yeah. you drive, and you're like, okay, if, I think it was if you hit a better drive than everybody else on the scramble, they can use your ball. Uh, yeah. Is that what you did That's this year? I, did. I just do that just to kind of meet all the people. Yeah. And the good thing about our tournament is that, I, you know, I'd say it's 75% of the people, the, the golfers that register, 75%, uh, maybe that might be a touch high on the celebrities, and about 75% of the advertisers come back every year. Right. So that means that, you know, they're, they're having a good time and they support the cause. So uh, very impressed with that. All right. Well, it's great that you, yeah. do, you do that, Kevin. And I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's just you, you're part of the, the, the fabric of the community and you, well, and you I use enjoy your... It. I enjoy it. <laughs> 
just gotta, just gotta text that I'll show you, show you later. I'm not oh, gonna read, read that sure one. Sure, it's from here. Brian Benning. It is actually from <laughs> Brian Benning. It's uh, <laughs> a loyal inside yes. sports listener. I hope, I hope he listens nights when his son isn't on yeah, as, exactly. as well, because it's a pretty intelligent show. And there's not, there's nothing uh, ex players like than media guys talking about the game. No, uh, <laughs> they love that. They oh, love, uh, they I'm love us telling them how they I'm feel. I'm sure I've got one. I'm my phone's yeah, in my where's truck. Your phone? It's in the truck. I'm, well, sure, I've got the a, truck. I'm sure I've got a few of from He was probably trying to already. call you. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I can't believe he would remember my number. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's got me. He remembered mine. Or yeah. at least remembered my name. Yeah. Uh, it's 723 Inside Sports at 630. Chad, Kevin Carius from Global Television uh, is in studio. He joins us most Wednesdays. We can't always make it uh, every Wednesday. Uh, all right. So the Eskimos are... Did you hear the Jason Moss cut, by the way? I did, yeah. But, uh, that's the a beauty, eh? Yeah, I love, uh, the way I in. love these very blunt young men. Yeah. Uh, it was good. I thought you were going to play it again. but Well, I can play yeah, it again. For sure. I wanted play to make sure you had the headphones. I don't know if you'll yeah. be able to hear it without the headphones. You lose two games with five five points. You lost two games with five points. That's the name of the game is winning and losing. And when you lose, you lose. I don't care by one point, two points, five points, 20 points. A loss is a loss. You got that pinned on yourself. So that's our job is to pin another one on them. And that's what our focus is. So um, I don't look into teams that are we're close. You're Close doesn't count in football. So um, we want to go out there and beat the snot out of them. That's the bottom line. So um, that's what our focus is going to be. Uh, I could care less if they're 0-2-1 or 2-0-1 or 3-0. That's our next opponent. We get one per week. We're excited as hell to play them. You know, we're, we're having some fun, and and, and, and that's and that's Jason. He, But I, I love how he, the whole close game discussion has me always been an interesting one. If you, like, if you win, <laughs> if you win four out of five and the one loss was a close one, then you're like, yeah, they win it, and if they don't, they're close. But if you always lose close games, you're a deficient team. And look how Ottawa lost to Toronto. Extra point to tie. Well, what, was there just over two minutes left? Mm. They didn't execute it. Yeah. And then the field goal at the end was, what, 59? So that was a a low percentage kick anyway. So, I mean, if Ottawa comes in here again and Eskimos beat him in a close game... Then, then that's that's the difference, right? You know what? Though, when I was driving over and I'm listening to that clip because it came on basically right after, you know, was it seven oh five? Seven oh five. I played yeah. it. Yeah. You so were I'm just on the way over, and <laughs> as soon as I hear Jason kind of talking, I'm I'm just uh, almost a hundred percent certain that you know he's talking about close, close doesn't count, close to you know. Right. I'm I'm waiting for the horseshoes and hand grenades line. Right. You know, everyone everyone's <laughs> waiting, and then like three seconds later, said we just want to beat the snot on them. So I was I was kind of chuckling in the car for sure. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's uh, he's blunt. There's no doubt about that. But that's him, right? I mean, you knew him. Uh, you were already here covering the team yeah. when he was a player. I was uh, I was watching it uh, as a fan, and that was the contrast, right? Moss was the come to the sideline and yell and and throw his helmet, and Ray was the shrug and walk back and sit down and you know talk to the when coach. you have that five minute breathing time after a game. Mm-hmm. Jason Moss, as a player, you know, he needed that more than a lot of players. Yes. Out of, you know, I mean, Ed Hervey needed it as well. There were a lot of guys, and you can go down the list in any sport. Some guys don't need it, some guys do. Um, I, but I think even as a coach in the last, uh, a head coach in the last, uh, you know, year and whatever, couple of games here, I think Jason Moss has really got a lot better at making sure that he doesn't, 
lose his marbles and lose his mind with whatever he's going to say after a game or, you know, he's, he's taking that time to kind of clear his mind and, and think about what he's going to say because he knows that, uh, you know, his words count for sure. Well, players take the cue from the coach. And, and I'm not saying we want, I don't think we want Moss to lose that fire. I think no, fans no. appreciate it, but you don't want it to be a distraction. No. Right. And I think he's, I think he has learned that a little bit over you know, the 20 some games he's been the coach. And you know what? And I, 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 I'm going to be at the game on Friday doing our, our six o'clock sports and the 11 o'clock post because it's an eight o'clock game. Yeah. And I was there for the home opener and I was thinking, you know what? Out of all the things that I get to do in this job, and it, we get to do some great stuff, those interviews on the field with the players, literally 45 seconds well, post after game's the game, the best. Yeah. are the best. Those ones on the field, because you don't get to do it in any other sport. Mm. You don't That's get to, you don't get point. to go in the Oilers dressing room 45 seconds after. I mean, the horn sounds, and basically we're on the field as the media group, and there weren't a lot because it was an 11 o'clock, you know, or 8 o'clock yeah. game. You know, it's 11.05. You know, it was just amazing to get that emotion of, the, of those players right away. More with Kevin Karius as we move along Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 733. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. We will have a Live in the Dream segment tomorrow where we feature a hockey player or coach who is in a league other than the NHL. That's the only stipulation, and we're going to catch up with uh, Edmonton native Rory Rollick, who's currently playing for the Sydney Ice Dogs. Yes, in Sydney, Australia. So that'll be fun to have uh, Rory on the show. And, of course, we'll continue to preview the Red Blacks and the Eskimos. My name is Reed Wilkins. Kevin Karius from Global Television joining me in studio. Kevin, great to see you again. Hope you're having a wonderful summer. It's been great. You know, there's been a lot of guys from Edmonton that have gone down and played uh, pro, if that's what you want to call it, in Australia. Uh, Daryl McDonald from Millwoods went down there as a young lad. Oh, I didn't know that. He played uh, down He's the there. pro. He's pro the pro. He, Woods, well, yeah. he's, he's higher than the pro. He basically owns the place. <laughs> executive pro. Uh, well, it is It is going to be fun to, to talk to her. We, and as you and I working in the media, we love those stories, oh. right? And that's sometimes the best stories are from the most unexpected places. I so saw some old fun. video of Daryl down there when he played. Was he dominant? Oh, he, <laughs> oh, he was. Well, he had a full head of hair for one thing. <laughs> No helmets, eh? And like he had an afro almost. Like he it, he looked like Ron Dugay, basically. <laughs> uh, who was the? Uh, wasn't Ron Dugay married to um, everyone? The, he had a model. Uh, he had. Uh, who was he married well, to? Or was it somebody from a soap opera? No, I mean he had. Who was I think it? Cheryl Teagues. He was. Uh, they, that's maybe who I'm thinking of. Uh, I think he had a little thing with Farrah Fawcett. Uh, Major, a little thick. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. Uh, he had he, he he did very well for himself. I guess you could say that. Uh, now I'm looking it up on. Uh, I don't know who that is, Kellen. That's yeah. not who I was thinking of. Robin Bobo. I knew some guys that played. Is, in, was Robin Bobo uh, an actress? Uh, California model. Apparently. I knew some guys oh, okay. that played with him when he oh, was. Oh, Kim at Alexis. The end of his that's a, fit, a fashion Diego model. What you're talking Gulls. about. 
Robin Bobo and was the first Kevin, one. Well, you guys are talking at the same time. Oh. Kevin, put those on. Sorry, man. So you can hear. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Kim Alexis. Oh, that was the fashion model that he was okay. married to. Yeah. I'm just working my way through the Wikipedia article on him. <laughs> but <laughs> Nice. Yeah, so anyway, these guys in San Diego that played with him at the end, of like he would have been probably close to 40 years old, and these guys were, you know, in their early 20s on their way up. He used to tell them stories when he was playing, you know, with the Rangers and the, and the Kings, and, I mean, they were some pretty good stories, boy. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got into this, but it's pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> you go from Daryl McDonald to Ron Duguay's Well, there, Well, yeah, well, you made the hair reference, yeah. and I assume... Daryl McDonald could have his pick of the modeling oh, community. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're going to get a text message yeah, from him, possibly. I don't think he has my number, Benny, so, I, so, I'm, so, so I'm safe. Uh, <laughs> what were we going to actually talk about? Oh, yeah, we got an Eskimos well, game. Yeah. Oh, no, well, you I wanted to mention, I, I was on my uh, fantasy baseball website. Yeah, and you're, I, you're in first place. First in place, that's right, yeah. Uh, 100 points. And anyways, I, I see this advertisement for a throwback... Uh, we, got, we got like Carol Alt. Like oh, yeah. That's Carol who I was thinking that's of. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I see this advertisement for Toronto Argonauts football. Okay. On a CBS website, and I was like, "Well, that that's weird." Anyway, they have tickets for their July twenty fourth game. It's a Monday. Yeah, they're against playing, Ottawa. They're yeah. playing a Monday nighter, and the tickets are are two tick two tickets. For nineteen ninety nine. That's an incredible deal. That is unbelievable. That, like, like Golden Bears hockey costs more than that for two tickets. Well, it does. Yeah, I was going to say one ticket for Golden Bears hockey is what fifteen. I think bucks. it's fifteen now. Yeah. So you're. How, I I just can't believe how badly CFL and Argonaut football has gone down in Toronto. Uh. Well. But you're yeah, you can it's, believe it though. <laughs> you're using that as <laughs> you know. Well, I but just think of you know it used to be uh, you know a pretty cool thing to do in Toronto, but now it's not even on the radar. Carol Alt may have been with uh, Ron Greshner, not Ron yeah, Dugay. That's right. This Ron. is all messed up now. Well, how do we not know more hockey romance? <laughs> yeah, Ron Greshner was Carol Alt. Uh, there we go. So Dugay was Kim Alexis. I believe she went with Alexi Yashin after. Yes, Alt was then in a long-term relationship with former professional ice hockey player Alexi Yashin. Uh, mm-hmm. Carol Alt is currently 56. Uh, Yashin currently uh, 43. So a bit of an age difference. Wow. <laughs> 13 years. Kevin has no comment, but he's literally biting his lip right now. <laughs> That's okay. Kellen Kennedy has a crush on Sigourney Weaver. Did you, did you know that? Yeah. Kellen, do you mind if I embarrass you again no, by telling this story? No, that's fine. Okay. This, 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 this was probably three years ago. <laughs> yeah. So somehow... Uh, she was an alien, right? I mentioned she was an alien, yes. Okay. She's been in the first four alien movies. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, she was in the original Alien. That's how she became a big star. So I, I somehow Scarlett Johansson came up, and I, I said to Kellen... I don't know how, but I said, I said, would you not agree Scarlett Johansson is one of the top five current sex symbols in the world? And Kellen's like, yeah, probably. And he's just like, well, what about Sigourney Weaver? And I was like, well, sure, but I don't know if she'd be in in the top five. Not in the top five. And he he referenced that he finds Sigourney Weaver quite attractive and maybe would be his celebrity crush. And I said, well, that's, that's, that's cool. But I said, that's quite a May, December. Uh, romance, you know, if that ever worked out. I think she's a little older than you. 
And Ke- Kellen, what were you? How old are you now? Thirty? Uh, I'm thirty-one now. So at yeah. the time you were twenty-eight, I yeah. think. So I, I so I said, sure. how, how old? How old are you? He goes twenty-eight. Mrs. Robinson. And I said, well, that's. I said that's. And he goes, well, what's Sigourney Weaver like? Maybe forty-four. <laughs> And I was like, uh, I think she's a little older. And I looked up, I think she was 62 at the time. Yeah. So, so Kellen, you know, has aspirations. Oh. <laughs> you get in the will, though, and, yeah, exactly. and you're laughing. You know, you're half, you know, you, there used to be that old equation, right? You cut your age in half and add seven years. Right. Yeah, still doesn't Still wouldn't work for, for Kellen. Kellen. No, <laughs> you have to be cut. cut her age in half and subtract <laughs> subtract seven years, and then he could just just squeak in there. Uh, this is Kevin Carius with Reed Wilkins on Inside Sports. Okay, did, you, did, you, did I let you finish the Argos story, by the way? Well, I just thought, <laughs> I couldn't believe that they got, you know, two tickets for nineteen ninety nine. I just, oh, yeah, it's just, I, I find it just un- incomprehensible, Reed, that that they can basically give these tickets away. Well, I mean, I, well no one's going to the game anyway. To give them away. Well, no one's going to the game anyway. But now, what happens on that Monday night if they only get thirteen thousand fans at, when the tickets are ten bucks a ticket? Well, they can't. They can't get and make them any cheaper. Yeah. It's. It's. I mean, I, and I asked Randy Ambrosi about that, and he he said obviously he's the new commissioner of the league, so he has to be optimistic. He did make a good point. There was not a football team in Ottawa. Well, okay, let's go way back. There was a, a football team in Ottawa that failed spectacularly. Well, they, then they brought it back, and it failed not as spectacularly, but still failed. And now they brought the Red Blacks, and it's been pretty good. People go. Uh, it's a smaller stadium, but but people go. They've been in the Grey Cup two years in a row. Good for them. They've had stability at head coach. But Toronto basically. But how has do you fix it thing. at this point? Yeah. You know, you get into the smaller stadium. You've had success as a team. You win the Grey Cup with Ricky Ray. And you still can't get 12,000 fans out. You're right. And, and is it time to I think it's time get them out of there? I think it's time to get rid of the CFL in Toronto. But uh, here's the thing. I, then I think you're... Because I think the 10-team CFL is a pipe dream. I think it would have happened by now if it was going to happen. Is is Halifax going to get a team? Is Quebec City going to get a team? Is the Okanagan going to get a team? Wouldn't have it happened by now? I mean, certainly they've talked about it and they've had feelers out there. So, I, so to me, you, I don't think they can move the team anywhere. I think they would just would have to cease to exist. Fair enough. Which is you go back to an eighteen. Would anybody bang it again? Would anybody notice? I don't think anyone would <laughs> if, notice. If in Toronto. Toronto wasn't in the league, no one in Toronto would. No, that's true. That's true. So this this opened up, and, and when I asked Randy this question, well, I was asking him about uh, the y- younger generation of fans and the concern that uh, the CFL skews towards older fans. I don't know what age cutoff you want to use. Uh, but he, he said that is somewhat common among pro sports. He said even the New York Yankees are talking about ways to get younger fans to engage. And I, and I think, Kevin, and I was talking about this earlier on the show, I, I think it's a larger discussion point about where pro sports is headed in the digital media, social media type world. Because I think we're being... Whether we, whether we want to admit it or not, we, we, we are just being conditioned to have shorter attention spans and get the highlights in a video form on Twitter. We don't have to watch the full game. We'll just, we'll just follow the NFL Twitter account, and but there's your highlight. It's the connection, too, Reed. Like, remember the most successful game that the Eskimos put on years ago 
was always the rematch of the Labor Day Classic. Sure. What did they do that week or whatever? Eskimo players would go to schools, and they'd give you a ticket to each kid. Right. And they'd say, you, if you come with your parent... Or you'd have to buy an adult ticket. You'd have ticket, to buy right? an adult ticket. And what happened? They'd get forty five, fifty thousand. 50000 But it's that connection. It's not just... Here, go on the internet and print this off and come down. It's a coupon voucher. Go and physically give a ticket and make that connection with the kid in the schools and do that. And I'm betting you that the Eskimos, for one, would increase that uh, attendance the week after. If that's the game you want to do, the Calgary game, it's on a Saturday now. Make that connection with the kid. The kid comes home and he goes, Mom, look what I got at school today. Can you believe it? Right. Can we go to the game? Can we? Please, can we? Here's my ticket. You just got to buy one and in the end zone and figure out where you're going to sit, whatever. And I know that it, there's some logistical problems and stuff like that mm-hmm. because before they had no tarps and you could fill up all those seats and things like that. You could put as many fans and do those giveaways in that sense uh, where the seats were different than they are now. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I think the club has to look at. Well, okay, so that's is fair enough. That, that's I, I think we're coming at it from two slightly different angles, though, because I think you're you're right about perhaps issues the CFL faces. But I, I, I'm saying, you know, pro sports in general, or are we at the point where people, whether they they whether they're in stadium or not? Or watching on TV, they're not. They can't sit still for three hours to pay attention to a game. No, I, I then I don't think you're a real sports fan. Fair comment. Well, I, I mean, plus I'm looking at the clock. I know you got to go to break. No, we don't have to go to break right away. You know, we could keep. We could. We could stay on this for a couple more minutes. I mean, I don't understand if you go to a baseball game and you go, unless you're taking your two little kids and they got to be home. Mm-hmm. There's no. Why are you leaving the game at whatever time after? two hours because you're just saying I can't watch for another half an hour because my attention span isn't there mm-hmm. then you're not a true fan yeah but don't but okay baseball is a whole other issue and the game it, should not take else. as long as they take well figure out all like I mean we were talking about bas- uh, base- basketball and stuff mm-hmm. and how they're gonna get rid of all those timeouts well that that's why I don't watch basketball because I can't handle the last five minutes of a game where should be the most all the, the excitement gets sapped exactly out that take 20 minutes because someone makes a free throw and they can't figure out what to do with the ball so they call <laughs> so a timeout call out. a timeout you know and then and then what's you know then what even drives me even crazier at the the tail end of a basketball game so now they're inbound trying to inbound the ball and the play isn't what they want so, so they, they call another they, timeout they call timeout i mean it's just crazy well they're and they're trying to reduce the number of timeouts yeah. late in the game but from a baseball standpoint I mean, I think they should limit the number of pitching changes per inning. I mean, oh, now here's this specialist. Now here's this specialist. Yeah, I mean, there's I, I don't there's with ways that, that I, I understand what you're saying. Well, if you can't sit there and watch for however long the game takes, maybe you're not a true fan of that sport. But sports also rely on engaging people who maybe aren't hardcore fans, right? They want the casual fan to Which sit there. Fantasy f- football in the NFL is what the biggest thing going. Yes, absolutely. But are are those people watching entire games, or are they just watching their no. how their teams do on their They're phones? They're just watching how their team is doing. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. That's the interesting dynamic uh. about how we're consuming the games has changed, and is is that sustainable 
for the leagues to have fans, and I, I'm doing the air quotes with fans, who really are only concerned about their own self-interest in terms of gambling. Right? <laughs> is, is that, I mean, if they're not buying tickets... This or, is or about not, a three-hour debatable uh, topic. Well, know? maybe we'll just keep going till 11 tonight. <laughs> well, we'll get to Devin on the phone line when we get back. It's Inside Sports on Chet. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight, having a fun show. You've heard from Randy Ambrosi, the new commissioner of the CFL. We had Ottawa Red Blacks head coach Rick Campbell on the airwaves. Oilers defenseman Matthew Benning joined us as well, currently in studio with global sports anchor Kevin Carius. And we're going to welcome to the phone line 780-496-0063, Devin. Devin, you're on with Kevin and Reed. Go ahead. How's it going, guys? Hey, doing well. How you doing Good. Hey, I, I was just listening to what you were saying about uh, Toronto, the Argonauts there. And uh, one of the problems I think the CFL has is a credibility issue. And if you if you lose Toronto, like what you were saying, just diminishing the team, you're really losing the only credibility that the CFL really has right now. Can you agree with that? No, I I completely disagree. Yeah, I mean you can you can talk about their history. And I mean, go back to, you know, in the early 70s when they were, you know, equal. Yeah, you know what? They're very close to being equal on the, on the scene in the Toronto sports scene with the Leafs uh, because yeah, the Argos absolutely. were that big. But now well, they're irrelevant. For sure. Irrelevant. If you, if you look at it, though, it was only like, what, four or five years ago the Argonauts were bringing in 30000 a year or 30000 a game? Like, Really, I don't. I don't think that that. I don't know if they if, in Toronto. Yeah, I don't know if they if really they uh, drew that many. Uh, that absolutely, their their great cup year. They were twenty eight thousand or they did they did do a little better that year. Yes, the fair for, enough. For sure. I, I don't know how I, I high think, it was. I but. think BMO isn't the greatest fit for them. What what I think uh, should happen with the the, the Argonauts? They they should end up in Mississauga. I think that would be a great great. If, well, where I don't do know they if play out of? downtown Toronto, but. It, it's really, it's a lot of Im- immigrants, and I don't think the immigrants really care about the CFL that much. But where um, do they right play now, out of Mississauga? Uh, they would have to build a stadium. And actually, mm-hmm. it was only, what, five, six years ago that the mayor of uh, Mississauga was actually offering that that option to build a stadium. Uh, privately, for, uh, sorry, uh, publicly funded. I, I still, I, I guess, Devin, I still don't know if people in that area would go. And I have, I'm not going to by any means claim to know everybody in Toronto, but I, I mean, I do have some relatives in, actually, I have uh, an uncle in Mississauga. He's a huge sports fan. And uh, I saw him the summer Ricky Ray was traded there, and he barely knew who Ricky, Ricky Ray was. And you he know, could tell you everything about every other league you wanted to know about. And we're we're not even talking thirty thousand here. Let just try to get try to twenty thousand. Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah. the, that that shouldn't even be the goal though. But if you can get twenty thousand fans, I mean, then then I mean we can talk about it in the sense that they are contributing to what the CFL has to offer. Devin, we appreciate yeah, your absolutely. thoughts, though, man. It's it's an interesting debate. Thanks for calling, man. You know, uh, sorry, the one thing I was yeah. wanted to say kind of when we were just in the break, if you talk to all the, the guys in the NFL that played in the CFL, guys like Doug Flutie, Warren Moon, you mentioned Jeff Garcia, we couldn't really think of a lot of receivers, Mervyn Fernandez, Terry Greer, and you said, okay, here's the deal. The rules are going to be, everything's going to be the same in the CFL, but the crowds are going to be bigger, and the money's going to be more. What would you rather play? Which game would you rather play? Which rules? 
and every one of them would say well, CFL well, rules. quarterbacks for sure. Well, but all they <laughs> receivers all, for sure because they, they get all, to run when they hit the line. Yeah, but I mean, even even the defensive players when they come up here from the states and they figure out how the Canadian game is played, like a guy like J.C. Sherritt, he he loves this. You know, yes, he's an undersized guy at linebacker, mm-hmm. but. I mean, the rules here are way better. They're, they're, it's, the game is more entertaining, and that's, you know, when we're talking about why the sports interest some people in some areas and, and some and not, and why this league is, and the time and everything, and why is the interest there. Um, that's just one kind of comment I wanted to make on that. Well, that is an interesting comment, and I mean, no, the NFL to me has changed a lot since the 80s and early 90s when it was the No Fun League. And and the and and the league itself, that's why they open it up, right? Because they said we can't have so many games that end seventeen ten. Yeah, that's or, death. And that's why they're you know all these guys throw the ball like crazy. Yeah, you know you got to chuck it now. Yeah, which is which is fun to watch. All right, it's seven fifty five. Uh, we're into the final three minutes of the show. Kevin Carries is in studio. Uh, we didn't talk last week because you had determined. I mean the McDavid contract. I mean, well, no brainer. I was I surprised. Mean, it's that a that, deal, isn't it? I was surprised that that. <laughs> took over precedence of the golf tournament on Wednesday. I got I got a text from Mark Spector saying he had to leave the golf tournament. I said, for what? <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, you know, it's a lot of cash, it's a lot of money, and it's uh, the term is phenomenal. Yeah, when well, you th- it's the most they could give yeah, the term-wise. When you think about it, he's, you know, barring a, a trade, um, he'll be in Oilers silks longer than Wayne Gretzky was. Yeah. That's a crazy thing to think about. Leon's going to get done. I think people are just going to have to wait. I know people get antsy about it, but it's going to get done. I I would be shocked if it doesn't get done before, you know, if it kind of gets towards training camp and everyone, because at that point, that's when everyone's going to say he's going to hold out, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. The two sides are that far apart. But, yeah, I would be surprised if something, something doesn't get done on that. It could be August. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no... You want them there for the start of camp, ideally, right? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think there's been a lot of interesting moves, like, you know, even Jokinen coming in. You know, a lot of people, have they're not sure exactly where he fits. He could play right wing with McDavid. Well, his versatility makes him appealing. Yeah, he could, you know, I'm not saying he's going to play 50 games there, but I don't think that... But if he, he could go there. He, he could pitch. all of a sudden yeah. find himself playing right wing on the number one line. Uh, Kirk texting in. He says, "You know what's crazy? In the U.S., the CFL would get thirty thousand in almost any medium-sized city guaranteed. You know, and you know what is interesting uh, when I, I go to a, the, the NHL and even in Chicago, yeah. uh, you know, out having a, a pizza and a pint, and, and you strike up a conversation with a guy at the bar, and you say you're from Edmonton, almost without exception, they will ask you about a player that they followed in college." Uh-huh. And is now in the CFL, and it, people are going to laugh at this. It's true. Uh, I, I, I was uh, I was at a pizza place in in Chicago and uh, at the bar by myself. Guy sits down next to me. He makes a comment about the ball game that's on TV. So we start talking. You know what he says to me? How's Jordan Lynch doing with the Eskimos? <laughs> oh, he just retired. Yeah. Oh, I used to watch him in college. Yeah. Great guy. I've been trying and to watch see, Eskimos yeah. games. Yeah. So it's like how we would follow a hockey player wherever he went, mm-hmm. all around the world. That's how they feel about their football players. Exactly. I mean, look at the Baltimore Stallion fans that keep going. They still go. They go every time to the Great Cup. They're there. And there's a lot of them. And they still say that was some of the best football that they ever saw in Baltimore. You know, they had Johnny Unitas. Yeah. 
Well, they didn't have much after that, though. Well, they still won, they won a Super Bowl. Yes, you know. But when the Colts left Baltimore, right? I don't think they were very good. Well, I was. I'm being. Uh, you know, I'm being a sarcastic would, jerk. You know, Kevin. exactly. You know, they had Peyton Manning. All right, <laughs> are you coming back? Uh, next I'll week, be back you're next coming Wednesday, back. Yeah. I'll oh, be back well, that's going to be fun. Yeah. We're going to talk more about all this stuff. Oh, I can't and wait. Kellen Kennedy, maybe yeah. he'll have a new celebrity crush by then. <laughs> maybe Elizabeth he, Shue, she he was might, my he, first He one. might be married to Sigourney Weaver by <laughs> we'll then. We'll be the best men. <laughs> Kellen, thanks for doing a great job as our studio producer. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. Talk to you tomorrow at 6. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.